My name is Sudhanshu and welcome to the Swadeshi Videshi podcast where we try to find out more about India and explore more about Indians through an insider and outsider's perspective. Specific episode, uh, we wanted to focus on um, youth politics, yeah. um, and the idea is is that there are 600 currently. And we're we're going to focus this on just India, mm-hmm. um, but these demographics are the same throughout mm-hmm. uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh. Uh, primarily, uh, share not as much the uh, the amount, but the same percentage in a way of uh, young people. So India. Yeah currently has 670 million people um, below the age of 25. Yeah. Two-thirds of its population yeah. is below the age of 30. Now, um, while this is true, um, our age of candidacy uh, for an MLA is 25, um, and for an MP as well, and for the upper house in Rajasabha or an MLC, it's 30. 30 yeah. um, while that is there, um, you rarely see um, young people actually winning. They might contest, but you actually see uh, young, uh, really see young people winning. And you're an outlier on that. So I wanted to know how. Um, see, I can't take full credit for my win. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I come from a political family, a political legacy, and that really helped in actually winning my election. Because as a twin, like when I, when I contested my election, I was 28. So as a 28-year-old, my constituents uh, and other people, they knew very little about my work and what I'd bring to the table. And, you know, kya fayda hoga, like electing like this young girl who's like a US return. I just finished college three years back, two and a half, three years back uh, as a Duke before that. I just moved back to India. So the thing is, they know very little about you at that point. And 28, 29, like that, it's still like a fairly young age for politics. So it's not like I had so much time to get a lot of stuff done. So I'm not gonna, you know, try to take full credit for for my win, um, you know, and 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 have it be like, oh, well, I did this all myself. Truth be told, I think 80% of it was the fact that I was from a political family, and my father has done very very good work in the constituency. I I definitely did get the benefit of his work and his legacy. Denying that would 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 not like I would not be being honest if I was to deny that. Having said that. Being like uh, along with me, I I made it to the house by God's grace, and along with me, a lot of other young legislators who sort of come from political families, and we we all have an upper hand because of that. We we all, I mean, most likely we wouldn't even be considered for tickets if we weren't from political established like established political families, right? That's all, and that's also kind of sad. That's that's also like a little unfair where if you're not from a political family, especially being a woman too, I can, I can absolutely guarantee that if I wasn't from a political family, my party probably wouldn't even consider me. Right. And do you think that's, that's a huge issue? Well, I, so I don't want this to be a more of a political family um, talk. I uh-huh. want to focus more on the youth. But like yeah. you said, it, it, it's a huge signif- like significance and asset to you yeah. uh, to contest and to win. Yeah. Um, now, there are detractors that might say she won just on the basis of her um, political lineage. Yeah. Or, um, or uh, you know, the, they're, they're always going to be uh, critics. Yeah. My what I think of, and I want I wanted to get your opinion is, yeah. is sure the first time you win yeah. is primarily based off of uh, your dad, or until that election day, it's based off of your political lineage. Yeah. But after you win, yeah, it's all you, right? Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. You're you're right, and people, in fact, it it, it almost gets kind of harder uh, post win uh, because people have such high expectations from you, right? They, they right. expect you to do more than your family's ever done, especially, you know, be, being young, being foreign educated, you know, having had a good, good education. The, the, the expectations are obviously very, very high. Um, having said that, because, because you're sort of young and you're learning so much so quickly, it, it, it's also great. And I'm such a huge advocate for people getting into, young people getting into politics. Right, because it's a field that's very 
I don't know. I, I don't think young people worldwide, like not just in India or Pakistan or Bangladesh, like worldwide, it's just a career choice that people kind of, um, I don't know, have some disdain for. And I've, I've gotten very mixed reactions, a lot of them negative when I tell young people that I'm in politics. You know, like the first thing they'll do is they'll turn around and be like, oh, we hate politicians. <laughs> And I'm like, thank you, thanks for that. But then why don't you do something about it? You know, you're young, you're smart. And what's most unfortunate is a lot of times these kids are the smarter ones, right? Or the more accomplished ones that will turn around and say stuff like, hey, you know, but we hate politicians. And I'm like, then get into the system and truly try to change it. Like, I know it sounds simplistic, but truly get into the system and be, maybe be a politician that you would like right or be you know be, be the change you want to see right so uh i know it sounds a little simplistic and maybe even idealistic but i really think young people need to actually see it as a career choice as a so, legit uh, a legitimate career choice yeah. so that's interesting that you say that um but i want to counter you and ask you so here here you are um mm -hmm. contesting from uh did i say that right yeah 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 <laughs> uh now we've done some research now it's like Obviously, it's the constituency of the Gandhi family, MP-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's actually one of the poorest, too. Yeah. And here you are, um, a Duke return. Yeah. Um, amazing, by the way. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And then you contest. But then you're elected, and then the current political situation in Uttar Pradesh mm -hmm. uh, is so volatile. Isn't that kind of disappointing? Like, you have all these hopes that you're elected to, and um, truthfully, like, we, we all heard, and, and if, if anyone follows politics, like, all, we all heard about your election mm -hmm. and your eyes, and then we also heard about then Yogi Adityanath becoming CM. So there seems like, uh, like, there's kind of like a dichotomy where it's like, oh, we have so much hope, and then the return is uh, this individual mm -hmm. who um, not only just cast this, but is communal in a way, is... Mm -hmm becomes the leader of the state so isn't that disappointing and then how would you answer like in like for you personally how is that um i feel like anything i'm gonna have to there are so many different responses like you know ways i could respond to that question with but we prefer the truthful one <laughs> the truthful one's definitely gonna get me in trouble but <laughs> oh well here we go no i mean the thing is everyone does vote bank politics, right? That cannot be denied, that can't be denied. And one of the main reasons why I sort of chose to be with my current party is because I really did not wanna uh, align myself with communal politics. Having said that, all politicians, I think, if not, not, not necessarily because they're such good people all the time, but also just to retain power, I think they do still try to do good work. Right, so initially it was quite surprising for me, and never expected the BJP to win with so many seats, and you know, for uh, Yogi Ji to become chief minister. But um, so far, more than the communal politics, what has really been bothering me, especially if you follow UP politics, like there have been so many deaths in this one hospital, and then there was this uh, 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 children died because of like lack of oxygen. That for me is just so much more unbearable. That can you just not? paid the hospital bills, like a Sarkari Hospital, and they're government hospitals. And it happened again in uh, Farukhabad a few days back. So those trends for me are so much more worrying because truth be told, there is always going to be vote bank politics, right? Like it, people, parties will either do it on you know communal lines and religious lines, caste line, which party has not done caste politics in India, tell me, right? And th th I think that was the no saddest thing for me. The saddest thing for me upon moving back to India is realizing how real uh, the caste system is and how how much it affects politics, right? Uh, that that just caught me completely off guard. Like I knew there'd be like a little bit of communalism going back into you know I knew there was anti-incumbency for the Congress and you know then 2014 BJP won with a landslide and we all sort of knew this. We're all kind of prepared for it. The one thing that personally as a young legislator that caught me off guard is the caste politics. And honestly, like nothing in India is going to change very significantly till we decide to do something about this whole caste factor. So uh, just a quick question, because I'm getting a, a, a bit of both feels. 
I mean, mm-hmm. is necessarily caste politics a bad thing? Because what happens now is as soon as you hear those words, that's just like a highlight of, oh, it, it's bad, right? It's, it's, that means you're a bad person, that means you're doing bad things, et cetera, what, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's, is it more of a reality that we must accept and work upon? And not in terms of, like, I don't think anyone's getting rid of caste, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, is it, is it, is it very novice of us in a lot of people, uh, and novice in terms of not of like your seniority, but in general, people are like, oh, he's like, you know, he uh, contributes in caste politics, but that's just the reality of the situation, except, uh, especially in Uttar Pradesh, right? Yeah, it is. But the thing is, we also have to talk about it enough. We, we can't just sort of like, all right, this is the status quo, let's make our peace with it, moving on. It doesn't work that way, because what right. we're trying to, what, what it comes down to, when, when it actually comes to, you know, voting day and when you're actually electing your leaders or you're, you're, you're trying to win an election, which is uh, ridiculously hard, by the way, just winning any election is just so difficult, is what you're trying to convince people is like, hey, listen, I may or may not be of your particular caste, but you need to vote for development. Regardless, you need to vote for development. Even if you don't vote for me, you have to vote for the agenda of development, right? And like, I, I, at least in Uttar Pradesh, I see this all the time, where the per, like, you know, you'll have leaders that work very, very hard, and they lose from uh, certain certain areas and certain pockets because they caste right? Or what's even worse is like parties and leaders will field candidates based on their caste, right? And they get certain por- portfolios based on their caste. Uh, so I think we like the caste factor truly is the biggest evil our country is facing. I really, really think so, and we need to talk about this more. It, it needs to be, you know, the, like it, the dialogue needs to change, and we really need to talk about this more. Like I think, given the world that we live in, it's very easy. It's, it, you know, it's very easy to talk about communal politics, and as it, caste politics is probably even more divisive than communal politics and I feel like it should be talked about as much as communal politics and Hindu Muslim and all these things are talked about as ba- like I think people fail to realize that caste politics is just as bad it's just as divisive right so no I mean yeah <laughs> no that's that's a lot and we completely agree um, so I want to I want to kind of backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. um, and and ask about so after winning um, we we've had several incidents and, and we've heard of of India being an ageist society, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some sort of bias against young people. Mm-hmm. You see that in I mean in all parts and aspects of your life. Just 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 as we have the caste bias, we have age bias. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that being in the assembly, being uh, you know a very very young assembly woman, um, and and in your daily life as well? Has that ever occurred to you? And I'm pretty sure that sexism also exists, but focusing on just like the ageism at that aspect. Absolutely. So for me, not only am I a young legislator, I'm also a female legislator, which is just like some people's worst nightmare, right? Like, <laughs> So I, uh, it, it's kind of hard for me to say if they're being ageist or sexist when they do or say certain things. Like I had this one uh, interview uh, right before my election, it was kind of a big, uh, you know, sort of like this big setup and some big news channel. Um, and I was interviewing with these two other politicians, and one of them, he was like this man, middle-aged man. I, I choose, you know, I'm going to choose to not name him, but he was like um, established politician, quite prominent, I would say. And uh, you know, turns around to me and he's like, "Oh," like I answered some question, and he turns around and he's like, "Oh, your dad taught you well." And I was so pissed, right? Uh, I was like, I was so angry. Like, what, what, like, Papa ne sikha ke bheja hai aapko, right? It's like, and then I was like, but aapko kisne sikha ke bheja hai? Matlab, how? I was like, don't patronize me. And I actually called him out on, like, on that stage, on the dais, like, right away. That don't, so those kind of things, I feel, I see, I think that maybe, again, it could be ageist, it could be sexist. Uh, maybe if, if I was a 20, at this point, I was like 28, right? And maybe if I was a 28, year old guy, I don't know if he would have said it or not, or even if I was a woman and older, I don't know if he'd have said it or not, right? right. So I don't know what brought, but I get I get that kind of stuff all the time. Like, funny enough, a lot of my guy friends or men in my life, right? Like, these guys I 
grew up with or dear friends of mine, they will feel the need to tell me how to do my job. Like, hey, why don't you do that? And I'm like, and I and, and we have other male legislator friends who are kind of my age, right? And I'm like, Tum usko ja ke batao. Like, why would you, would you ever tell him how to do their job? No. Like, why do you feel the need? And I, you know, by God's grace, won by more votes than like a lot of my male legislator counterparts did, yeah. right? And I'm like, how come you're not telling them how to do their job? So I get that a lot. I think it may be a combination of both ageism and sexism. The lines are blurred somewhere. But yeah, I, I've had some interesting So basically, comments. you have the worst of both worlds. <laughs> I really um, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, it's so, been interesting. So uh, quickly, I, this was, you know, the examples that you gave us were um, part of the election. And, you know, some could, be, some could say that's a competitive uh, factor. But what about now being mm. part of the government, right? Especially yeah. in the legislative assembly. Do you ever feel that? Oh my goodness, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm so thankful to be here. I can't believe it sometimes. I, you know, Sudhanshu, I get what all the fuss is about. <laughs> Once you actually make it to assembly and you, you go in and you go into the assembly and you're a part of the process, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're essentially one of the four or three people representing 22 crore people. It's, uh, it, yeah, you, you, the sense of responsibility that you feel like once you actually make it through those doors, it's it's amazing, right? So I, I'm super, super lucky, super, thank, super thankful. And I really try to not take it for granted. I really try to work just as hard now as I did before my election or I did at grad school, you know, or, or studied for my A-levels or O-levels. I, I try to sort of have, like, work just as hard as I've, as I always have done. So I hate to add an extra burden, but I feel like you carry an extra responsibility for the diaspora as well. So mm. um, I did a bit of research, and so obviously you graduated from Duke, and before that you went to school in L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. College. yeah, 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 so college. So primarily, um, you're one of us. <laughs> you are the example of like what we dream to do and to make it, right? Because yeah. a lot of, I, I know we started off the, uh, the podcast mm -hmm. talking about how youth aren't really uh, interested I would kind of tweak that a little about yeah. uh, a little bit because now you know the level of efficacy about Indian politics and it's become kind of mainstream to at least talk about these things right yes, you yes. have people not just now being activists they're actually participating more and more so more. but I mean not where the ideal number should be but it, yeah. it's increasingly so and especially yeah, right. the, the people that come and study here in, uh, in the United States mm -hmm. uh, my friends Alina's friends everyone we're, we're avidly interested in politics and what's happening and we mm -hmm. you know kind of dream in our head that we could partake in the system yeah you've done that you've <laughs> you've gone through that and you're now part of the system so yeah. first of all there's that extra responsibility of you know us yeah. and our hopes on you so gotta live those up <laughs> i'll try <laughs> i'll do i'll do everything i can but you know sadhanshu funny that you say that because when i was actually growing up and as in college and as in la and i'd Talk to people about it, right? Like, oh, I need a politician. Nobody took me so this seriously. Was all the time. This was all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. This is. I mean, for for most of my adult life, I, I okay. I'm 28 now. I think you can say I sort of decided when I was uh, a little later than maybe a lot of people do. But around like 2021, I sort of knew this is what I wanted to do. Uh, I was a little confused that. before that. And truth be told, I was actually, if anything, I was a little scared. I didn't know if I would be able to do it or not. And around 20, 21, like a couple of things happened in my life. And I'm like, this is it. This is it for me. I'm, I'm going to do this, right? But no one took me seriously. Also, again, by the virtue of being a skinny little girl <laughs> running around LA, <laughs> right? And I tell people and they just wouldn't, I know for a fact they wouldn't take me seriously, you know? So... It's very easy for people to, like, when you actually make it in any field, right? Like, you'll always have people being like, oh, man, you know, you did it, like, it's fantastic. But really, though, during that entire process, most people just did not believe in me. And now, as a legislator, most people just don't believe that I can, okay, you know what I mean? So you'll always have that. Like, I'm just amazed at, like, you always think of life as, kind of a movie right like okay all these things happen but in the end it's all good every, everything's fine you know but the thing is it really is just such a hard process through and through 
right? Like every day I struggle, like with my own career, with things I want to get done, short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. So I think if you are lucky enough to be surrounded by people that believe in you, that's so fantastic. No, I mean, I, I, I just, it's just, it's heartwarming to like hear that, you know, someone that, someone that was constantly so confident in doing this, but wasn't yeah. supported and then finally got to achieve that. So that's, I mean, that's heartwarming for sure. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about like uh, more of uh, policy and legislative agendas. So yeah. we'll get to what your agendas are. I wanted to start off by, first of all, um, at this point, it, it seems like India's youth has just become another full bank. Yeah. Um, elections are yeah. 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 And as soon as the votes are casted, they leave. Yeah. Um, you have all these blitzkrieg like advertisement campaigns occurring. Yeah. Um, where you know, like Skill India, Make in India, etc. Yeah. But once you truly look at it, um, yeah. a high rate of our youth are unemployed. Obviously, yeah. the new GDP numbers came out, which means that the rate yeah. of unemployment for just youth are going to yeah. um, decrease. We aren't producing enough jobs to. Yeah. Um, compared to the number of how many uh, youth are graduating from colleges or entering the workforce. Yeah. And in overall, even in our social life. So um, I know people, I, in maybe in metropolitan cities, people understand this, not necessarily in rural areas, mm-hmm. but simple things like, for example, we at NYU um, obviously uh, are catered to, right? So and yeah. I'm sure in your college as well, in your experiences, things that we can take for granted. For example, yeah. uh, ideas like, uh, for women, sanitary yeah. napkins that yeah. are provided yeah. free of care, right? Yeah. And this is and, and, and things of that nature, which people take for granted in India and would never be talked about, but yeah. we're focused on. Where would you see this taking place in a college in India, right? Yeah. Um, things of that nature, and, and this is something very specific, and there's obviously broader issues as well, but what do you, do you think that the youth has just become a vote bank? And secondly, there is a uh, an agenda going out, a petition um, and a campaign to decrease that. Yeah. Um, what 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 are your what are your thoughts on decreasing the age of candidacy? Um, in terms of firstly, like to answer your first question, the youth being used as a vote bank, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't lie to you, I probably did it like subconsciously perhaps, but I did it during my own election campaign too. Like, I'm young, I'm young, I'm young. But you are the youth, though. That's, the, that's yes. the defining factor. Most people come in that are not Yuva, right? It doesn't, like, even, right. Even in your party, we have, you know, mm-hmm. a youth leader who is 46, 47 40, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, Narendra Modi right now is being showcased as a youth leader, and I say that in quotations. Are you serious? Um, <laughs> okay, I haven't. Okay, I haven't heard. Really, Modi, Modi ji as a youth leader. There were not necessarily like the way that Congress tried to spin Rahul Gandhi, yeah. but in a way they're trying to. I'll send you some links. Yeah. But they're really trying to gear towards that, and that only he can understand the youth problems, not yeah. anyone else. Only yeah. Modi ji. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know that that that's what I'm referring to. Like you're the you you're you are a youth, right? And you're going to understand this much more than the you know 50 year old political stalwart that's you know hasn't gone through the teenage etc years and God knows how long. <laughs> I hear you, but having said that, I I may be the youth, but if I'm not doing anything about it or doing anything for the youth, then it doesn't really, you know, that then it's just a sad isn't it? Mm-hmm. And having yeah. said that, I was so much more fortunate than a lot of the youth that I um, sort of, you know, I'm their elected leader now, or they're in my, they're my constituents. And uh, I was so much more fortunate than that, right? Like than, than most of them, truth be told, in, in terms of my education and, um, you know, my family name and all these things that, that came with sort of being an MLA's daughter. So I do, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, the, of, the, of that fact and very aware of the fact that I have a huge responsibility towards my youth. Um, I completely agree. And this is, this is truly something I, I think about all the time. Like what, the one thing that I feel we all, you know, we, we try to educate our youth, we try to do all these things for them, but employability is just such a big problem. Like the unemployment in India is just such a big problem. Right, and I know that Modi ji and you know the government's trying to set up more of these like uh, skill development centers. I actually recently inaugurated the one in my constituency recently, like two months back. It's actually very nice. It's actually very well done. Um, it also is kind of 
मतलब ताली दोनों हाथों से बचती है है ना तो फिर लाइक आई डू सी अ लॉट ऑफ यूथ लाइक वाई लॉट ऑफ दैम आर वेरी वेरी सिंसियर एंड सिंसियरली वन गेट जॉब्स एंड डू अ गुड जॉब देर लाइफ एंड यू नो मेक मेक गुड डिसेंट ह्यूमन बींग्स ऑफ दम सेल्व इन देर लाइफ आई डू सी अ लॉट ऑफ अनरिस्पॉन्सिबल यूथ ऑल्सो अनफॉर्चुनेटली राइट हु ओके बिकॉज आई एम यंग राइट एंड अ यंग लेजिस्लेटर द वन थिंग आई डेट इज लाइक आई वॉन्टेड माई थीम टू बी वेरी यंग एंड आई वॉन्ट टू हायर अ बंच ऑफ यंग किड्स दैट आर लाइक यू नो फ्रेश ग्रेजुएट एंड स्टाफ बिकॉज आई नो हाउ हार्ड इट इज टू फाइंड जॉब्स राइट स्पेशली विदाउट दैम मच वर्क एक्सपीरियंस सो आई ऑलवेज ट्राई टू हायर लाइक फ्रेश आउट ऑफ स्कूल किड्स to give them a chance to give them a shot right because so many of my own friends were in that boat of like applying and being rejected like not very long back right um many of them are fantastic right but i really hate to say this unfortunately i do have to report that so many of them are lazy and don't want to and then it's very easy in india especially to blame the government ki sarkar hamare liye kya karti hai sadak to banwa nahi sakti hai hand pipe to lagwa nahi sakti hai right but the thing is i like the youth also does need to be i don't know more proactive especially in uttar pradesh that's a huge problem i know you don't really have that much, like because i work with people from all different states right and uh, i find some uh, like some of the more progressive states or you can say like more educated states i find the youth from there to be a little bit more aware and hard working and in up especially the youth has been frankly a little you know disappointing to work with and they're so political they have they know so much they have all these ideas and ideology and what the government should be doing for them or not and you know it may be our for our fault too as politicians we we make them so used to freebie politics yeah, yeah, yeah right and lollipops uh yeah. it, it it i don't think that's very healthy and again like you said we only do it during elections right or politicians will only do it during election time ki yuva ye wo vagra falana namaka and hand out all these freebies to them and of course i'll make you a little dependent on the government right so the one thing i uh, i try to i try to go to schools and colleges as much as i can and wherever i'm invited like on the campuses and stuff and the one thing i always talk to the teachers about is to try to have moral science or some some kind of classes other than just your typical like math science language sure, classes right yeah. because i remember when i was younger we had these sort of moral science classes and these things and at that point like i went through all these different stages i was like this is so boring like so useless what is the point of this like i know how to be as a person thank you very much like i have my moral radar like on point please but truly though like these things do resonate uh kahin na kahin somewhere down the line I as much as it's important to teach your kids math and sciences and formal subjects it really is also very very important because not all these kids come from the kind of families or come from the kind of backgrounds or where where they are taught you have to i think at some point also be taught right from wrong right like just the other day as uh reading the news as reading like you know on cnn or i don't know some no it wasn't cnn like one of these indian newspaper indian express or something and these uh, apparently this couple was out on a date somewhere in up obviously and the poor girl got raped by i think it was like nine men or 10 men and you hear about this stuff so much you know to kahin na kahin in ladkon ko bhi sikhana padega na and they're all youth right like these kids are like what like anywhere between 18 and 25 or these nine guys who raped this girl left her sort of you know left her stranded of course um they all they need to like there has to be more some kind of moral policing there i i believe there has to be accountability there there has to be they have to be taught right from wrong like you cannot do this you know and so you think that um this could be taught at school right because for example someone who uh was brought up here um we were taught uh, we were taught um sexual health and sexual yeah. reproductive system etc etc yeah um I'm not like I've seen some, you know, CBSE certified uh science yeah. uh curriculum yeah. um on biology and especially the reproductive system and that isn't, you know, again what you're saying like it's not closely monitored. So the yeah. professor if he yeah. feels uncomfortable, he can just, you know, go through it and, yeah. and not even talk about it. And not even talk so, about it. It's such a taboo yeah, to talk about it. It's, it's very so bad. So but here's the thing, but aren't you now um so you talked about kind of like okay it's like you're going to individual schools mm-hmm. but this curriculum and you know getting these classes taught 
that's under the central and state government, it right? Is, the state is. government has some authority and the central yeah. government has some most, authority. Yeah, yeah, most authority. So, so uh, is there, you know, are there any plans or would you, you know, come up with some bills in the Uttar Pradesh Legislative Assembly to, yeah. you know, talk to the education department and to see if, like, if this can be a statewide Absolutely, circular. absolutely. And when I speak in Vidhan Sabha, I actually, like, post a lot of questions and I try to speak up as much as I can, which is, like, the one really good thing that comes from being in the opposition is, like, you can speak <laughs> up. <laughs> Question everything. Question everything, and I really try to take advantage of that. That's fantastic. I mean, op- I'm actually, truth be told, I'm like really enjoying opposition, opposition politics. Because <laughs> you can really. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Because it, you can really make yourself heard, right? Um, in fact, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the sitting MLAs that are from that are in the government that are from the ruling party, they will come up to me and be, they'll be like, "Hey, listen, we can't really bring it up because Mantiji Gosawajenge, but can you bring this up?" <laughs> <laughs> Issues that they want, you know, answered too, because yeah. it's it's kind of hard when you're in the ruling party because you can't, right. you know, you don't really want to question your own party's policies. But yes, in terms of education, that is the one thing I speak about more than any other subject. Try to bring these things up in Vidhan Sabha, schoolon ki samasyaayin, collegeon ki samasyaayin. Um, I very recently spoke about the kind of increasing drug usage and drug problem in Uttar Pradesh, right? Because I'm like, don't let it turn into a Punjab, please. We need to curb it before it actually gets that bad. Um, so I really do try to, I'm very, very conscious of the fact that I'm a Yuva Vidhayak and I really do try to speak up as much as I can on on sort of like issues related to um, education or youth issues. I personally uh, have a few, like I said, like um, youth legislator friends or parliamentarians. So I'll constantly uh, talk to them to <coughs> people like Chirag Paswan or other <coughs> young um, parliamentarians. Right? right. So I, uh, yeah, that's something I'm very, very aware and conscious of. Um, so in, uh, you know, in, in American politics, we have blocks, right? Um, for like, for example, the African American <laughs> block and the legislators who vote a certain way, et cetera, and minorities. So yeah. hopefully soon we'll have a uh, youth block in India, where, which votes primarily for youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know one parliamentarian, actually, if you want to speak to him, Jirak Paswan. I'm so sorry, I have a bad throat. So. <coughs> kind of coughing <coughs> a little bit. Oh, you can edit this out, right? The coughing? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> okay, just give me one second while I, otherwise I'll keep coughing. Alina's getting me some water. She's a sweetheart. <coughs> I got sick in New York. Oh, really? <coughs> yeah, the weather. Uh, how do you like New York, though? Love it. It's my favorite city. Oh, that's good. <coughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Did Just give me one second. In New York at all? Um, I was in and out a lot. <coughs> yeah. Just give me one second, please. I'm yeah, of course. <coughs> oh, the weather. So, how are you liking Atlanta? Uh, sorry, what? How are you like? You're in Atlanta right now, right? Or Alabama? No, no, no. Oh, you're I'm in Alabama. In Alabama. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, my brother is in med school here. <coughs> okay. So I'm here. I'm actually heading to Oxford uh, later this month. Oh wow! To uh, for uni? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing an MSc and an MBA. Okay. What's your MSc yeah. in? Uh, my what? Your MSc. MSc in contemporary India. My sister did that last year. Do you want to speak to her? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, she did the same course. I'm so excited to introduce you guys now. <laughs> the the, the one-year course, right? Yeah, the one-year course. She did that. Oh, she graduated that so in... Uh, yeah, yeah, she I just graduated that. in um, Did she enjoy June. it? She loved it. You want to speak to her? She's actually yes. here. <laughs> I'll make you speak I to have... her in a second. <laughs> yeah, That's she's amazing. actually here. So she goes to Colombia, which is why I'm oh, here. Okay. Yeah, she's going to Colombia now for her second mm-hmm. masters because uh, we're nerds that's just what we do <laughs> that's so funny because uh, I, i'm like i'm gonna come back to new york i want to go to law school and i'm like applying to columbia law <laughs> so oh really oh my god that's <laughs> so funny i'm gonna although i'm actually gonna introduce you to her um you should speak to her about her contemporary india course and yeah, that's yeah so funny. She'll, she'll tell you a little bit about it yeah <coughs> 
So sorry. Okay, so the coughing has stopped now. If you want, we can like go back to the interview. <laughs> so sorry about that. I've been like sick. Um, yeah, what you were talking about. I think my friend Chirag Paswan, who's a parliamentarian, he is um, trying to uh, petition for a standing committee on youth affairs. Isn't that cool? Oh, wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Especially yeah. considering how, you know, our, well, now uh, we have a new um, youth affairs minister, but before yeah. him was a 50, uh, 62-year-old. Uh, <laughs> a, before him, our, our yeah. youngest ever has been a 56-year-old. Yeah. And our oldest has been um, an 80-year-old. Oh, goodness. As a youth affairs and sports minister. That's crazy. And, you know, it's, it's so frustrating because... Uh, the youth, uh, we actually focus a lot on like youth affairs. Yeah. The youth affairs ministry is the most underutilized, under-resourced ministry in the government of India. Yeah. It's got less mm-hmm. of a budget than mm-hmm. a youth. Uh-huh. And then most, uh, most, like, most of the ministries, I think it's like second uh, on top of, I think, the statistics ministry. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely absurd. And there's just no, ca- and even now with the recent cabinet reshuffle, everyone was congratulating, and this this aggravated me a lot. Yeah. Everyone was c- congratulating Mr. Autor, and of course he's an Olympian, it's amazing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sports. They weren't even attaching, they, they forgot to attach this at youth affairs part mm-hmm. in the ministry, just the sports <coughs> ministry. Oh, wow. In, in government papers and also in, in, you know, mainstream media. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Rinder Singh Rathore takes over the, uh, the yeah. sports ministry. The sports ministry. Yeah, 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 you're right. Absolutely. Right? Because th- there was no talk about him being, like, the uh, minister for youth affairs, right? No, not at all. Just sports. <laughs> wow. And it's, it's frustrating. And, and so that's very exciting to hear that, okay, there's some implementation going on in terms of youth affairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he speaks up on this uh, this a lot. That's why I actually went and met him, you know, to sort of yeah. you know hear more about this but that's it, it's really cool i thought that was really cool and i <coughs> offered to help him like in whichever capacity you know if he wants to get like if he wants to start like kind of like a petition or if he wants all of us to sort of uh, you know back him up in writing you know all, all the yuva mlas and mps and stuff so i try to do that actually unofficially like just sort of off the record like i try to go meet all the other young MPs and MLAs in a friendly capacity, of course, like, hey, what's up, you know, Um, just to see what they're doing and how they're doing. And I'm very happy to report that, and it's very heartening to see that most of them are actually doing a very good job, a very good job. Like even the other young legislators like myself, I would say, I mean, I think they're like about 12 to 15 that are sort of my age or close to my age, you know, still very, very young to be legislators. <clears throat> and uh, they're all doing a very good job, right? And more importantly, they want to do a good job. Like they, they, they realize and they value where they're at and how they got there and what it takes to, to, to sort of, you know, for most people to, to actually even get to the, that point of being a legislator, of being a parliamentarian. Like they're very, very aware and thankful and appreciative of it. Like they don't take it for granted, which is very nice to see, you know, because they all, they all come from, again, like sort of, uh, fin- um, political families and you know these all these setups <clears throat> and they're all I don't know I feel like what I was talking about like a while back about there there should be some kind of accountability moral accountability also and some, some sort of you know right from wrong and there has to be so these guys like the, the new legislators and you know the younger parliamentarians they all seem to be you know I, I like it's not, it may sound simplistic but fairly good people, right? They actually do want a better India. They actually do want, don't want to do caste politics and religious politics. They don't want all of that. Like they will actually only talk about development and you know, the, the, the change they want for the country. So it's, I think it's very heartening, right? And it's, it's gonna be a long process for sure, but I think we're headed in the right direction, definitely. Well, just one real quick uh, side topic. If you, if you think that, would you argue that uh, Rahul Gandhi has been trying to do the same, and why hasn't India fe- like accepted that? Because personally, uh, you know, no matter what happens in the Congress uh, party, yeah. um, and obviously in elections, uh, what Mr. Gandhi himself talks about seems fairly progressive. Um, um, and, and we know, and we're separating electioneering yeah. from uh, you know actual what, what what the speeches and talks because from my aspect and from the aspect of a common Indian. You hear the speeches, right? You no, hear but the that's talking. but th- but that's just it. Like you, you cannot separate the electioneering 
from the speeches. You, you just can't do that, right? Thank you so much. I'm so sorry, I've been sick. Did you have to go really, really far to get it? <laughs> Alina just got new water. She's so cute. Because <laughs> I was coughing. Mm. Right, but you can't separate the electioneering from, from speeches. You really, really can't. Because end of the day, what, why am I even here, right? Like, how did I, despite where I went to college or what I may have done with my life before this election, end of the day, what is, who is a politician? Like, what is, like, we have to win to get here, right? You need, so you have to look at winnability. And that's where, like, no matter what your, see, what, what's happening with the BJP and, you know, the, the, the country currently is a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people really are against that ideology. And why wouldn't they be? No one really wants communal, com communal politics or communal tension in their country. But having said that, one does have to agree that they've done a good job with electioneering, as you'd call it, right? Because they they may be using caste politics or communal politics, whatever. However, they've done it. They're managing to win seats. And really, what does it come down to, Sanjay? Like, why are we here? We're here to win seats, right? Only then can right. we make a difference. Like, let's say if I, you know, am the president of a party and like a fairly large party or something. If I want to make myself heard in Raj Sabha, which is like the upper upper house, right? If I want to send people into the Raj Sabha. One Raj Sabha seat is what, like about 24 MLAs or 22 MLAs or something it takes, right? I can only do that if I have about 22 MLAs. If I want, to, if I want my ideology to be heard in Vidhan Sabha, I have to ensure that my candidates are winning elections. So as much as we may or may not admit it or may or may not like to hear it, you have to win to really be able to make the kind of difference that you're hoping to make. Right? I'm not saying there aren't other ways to do it, but in politics or for active politicians, why, why, how, like for me, if I wasn't, if I didn't, all these things that we talk about, be it youth issues or education, the reason I can actually hopefully do something about it is because I'm a sitting legislator. Otherwise, I'd be, you know, I could very easily just be talking about it with my friends or with, you know, or trying to do, do something through other channels. But as a politician, really your agenda is to win. Right, mm -hmm. and I know that sounds very rough. I know, like I know what it sounds like. But having said that, I do have to be honest about this. I do have to be honest, right? And that's that's where all these like cast equations and all these things come in. That's it's what, a hard yeah, it is a hard reality. And I just, I'm, just as a 28 year old, I, I, I don't want to be talking like about about. Like, I, I don't want to be sugarcoating this, right? right? I think that's what we do a lot. Like we just don't want to. You know, not a lot of things sound pleasant, especially when it comes to politics. So we, we you know, we talk about it and talk about it, but it's not good for the country, it's not good for anyone. I think you have to be honest. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up this uh, professional aspect by one last question. Mm -hmm. so, there are some, um, so I, I, I realize that in, in the Vedant Sabha, uh, sitting in the opposition is somewhat tough um, to actually get legislations out. Um, but if there are some reforms that you're passionate about, like, you know, one, one, a couple of reforms that you really want to work on, even while sitting as an opposition member, not sure if private member bills, et cetera, what work. Um, but if there's some things that you want to, you know, really accomplish in this term on, in a legislative agenda, what, what would those be? Um, so <coughs> I've always maintained that politics, the, the, the kind of things you want to talk about or the kind of things you want to do, uh, Right, as as an as a sitting legislator, they're not always as glamorous as uh, as you'd want them to be, right? So for me, the, the kind of things I brought up in with Sabha, they haven't been anything too big in terms of like groundbreaking policy or anything, right? But they've been things that um, okay. So I very recently so, uh, brought up how. Oh gosh, this is going to sound very, very boring, but um, there are certain roads that essentially are made, not made by PWD, and they're not, they, they are under Sichai Vibhag, which is the irrigation department, right? And irrigation is like, we don't have money to do this, and PWD is like, we don't have money to do this. So all, like, no department will sometimes take responsibility of certain things, right? So it doesn't sound very glamorous, but end of the day, if you get it passed, you have, like, thousands of roads being made. Too. Like, so these little things you have to try to catch on to that 
no one is really doing. So I really try to focus very much on, on, on like, I micromanage my constituency as much okay. as I can, right? Other than that, the bigger reforms, definitely, like the one thing that I brought up, I spoke about it too, is um, the increasing drug usage in, uh, in my state, right, in, in Uttar Pradesh, and how we need to sort of be dealing with it much better. And again, there has to be more accountability. There has to be more punishment, right? There, ha there have to be more stringent laws for, for drug abuse. Uh, it's something I feel very, very passionately about. Uh, like I said, I bring up <coughs> issues on education a lot. Uh, and the one thing that I'm trying to work on right now is ensuring that moral science becomes a mandatory part of the curriculum, right? Uh, I feel like there is, like I know, I know this, this can be argued and I know that this, this can be kind of controversial, but I still think uh, in your formative years, kids need to be taught right from wrong. Right, uh, in a formal way, like in, in, in like in their formal education system. So these are some things that I, in the short to medium term, would really like to see happen during my tenure as as an MLA. The other thing that I talk about a lot okay. is uh, what so what you, you so sorry you heard, yeah sorry. go ahead. Heard Ali the, the politician. Um, now we kind of want to just really quickly talk about Ali the person um, for all your fans out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, so, okay, sure. You know, just like relax. Like, so for example, and, and, I, and I wanted to include this segment because I think it's important that people realize that you're not just in a melee, yeah. you're one of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm assuming you're just, you know, it, it's, and it's, it's amazing to see that. So, first of all, uh, favorite movies? Favorite movies? That's such a hard question. Because, you know, <laughs> how, do you, how do you just, ah, uh, uh, I'm gonna. Can we, can we can can we come back to this question? Talk about Bollywood movies. Oh, we're only <laughs> talking about Bollywood movies. Okay. Only Bollywood. Um, I love Chakde India. I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved Very. Dangal. Dangal was amazing. I feel like it should be like compulsory to like for people to watch Dangal and see how to raise <laughs> you know be taught how to raise their girls. Um, yeah, I'm I'm from Haryana. I actually met both of them. Um, oh really? Him. Yeah, it was. That's yeah, so he's wonderful. Too pleasant, but he's an interesting person. <laughs> oh, really? But what he's accomplished is just he's unreal, just amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dangal for sure. Uh, I I really miss old Shah Rukh Khan movies. You know, I'm yes. I, I'm not very sure about the new ones. I'm not very sure, but I really miss the old ones. Uh, Badshah and all those, you know, mm -hmm. like Purani Wali. Stereotypical. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, like the DDLJ. Yes, I love the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I still YouTube it sometimes. I love the soundtrack. If there, if there are two movies that you know really put you towards uh, politics and changing India, it's Firbi the Hindustani and Nayak. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was Rangde Basanti. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just, I mean, uh, so Rangde Basanti came out when I was still in high school. I think I was like in the 11th grade or 12th grade or something. And I just remember being just so impressed. And so it truly did have something to do with like me deciding to become a politician. I'm not going to lie. Oh. It definitely uh, no, shaped. That is amazing because <laughs> that's, that's beautiful right there. Because like, you know, like all we see these things, we see uh, media all around us and we're inspired by it. Some people want to go into cricket. Some people want to like, I don't know, get into movies. Yeah. Others want to change India. And if yeah. Bollywood can inspire that, that's amazing. Of course, but that's the arts for you, you know. I think yeah. very, very often we'll just sort of look at it as Bollywood, like movies, banate. But this art, this is kala. Hai. Kala, kala ki izzat honi chahiye, you know. And a lot of times it's, it's just for sellability and like, you know, trying to make money and stuff. But really though, like we forget, we see them as like movie stars and we forget that they're actors, that they're artists, right? Um, yeah. So I, I hold them in the highest regard, for sure. <laughs> you're you're preaching to the choir because anyone that's sitting around, we're all big Bollywood fanatics. We have yes. Bollywood nights. <laughs> I so. miss Bollywood nights. I miss college <laughs> and Bollywood nights. And you know, in LA, like any night we'd go out, they'd all end up being Bollywood nights because we'd all come <laughs> back home and we'd want like butter chicken and naan and dance to yeah. really bad <laughs> old Hollywood uh, Bollywood music. So yeah, every night ended like that, pretty much. <laughs> So now I know that obviously you want to stay in politics, but are there are there other things about you like what I a lot of politicians also do um, a wide variety of things, right? Some people have other careers, some people are business like oriented. Like, what about you? Do you just want to solely be in politics for the rest of your life, or do you want to branch out? 
Um, I, you know what? If I'm fortunate enough to keep getting re-elected, I would definitely want to be in politics for. I mean, it, it, it's my, it's the love of my life. Like my career, my politics. It, it, just, just to be here and to have gotten here. But having said that, um, there are other things I'm interested in. Of course, I studied fashion management uh, when I was in undergrad, and. I always wanted to sort of start my own fashion brand, and I'm kind of working on it right now. Uh, it's just that because I have such little time after after work and you know after um, the, the, the politics and sort of dealing with that all day, that it's going at a very 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 slow pace, <laughs> right? Like things that would essentially take someone a year take me like about three years to complete, right? Or four years, uh, like other side projects. Um, but to be honest right now, I'm, I'm just completely satisfied and happy with my own job. Oh, the other thing though that I'm like thinking of doing, I'm like trying to do is I want to start taking law classes uh, and you know, pass the bar if I can. I know that's going to take time. It may take me like three to four years, if not longer, but I'd really like to study law. Uh, in the evenings or something, I'm trying to figure it out how to go about it. No, that'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, just um, for the knowledge. Okay, so another stereotypical question. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides your, you know, immediate family, who do you look up to? Um, like. And besides Amir Khan inspiring you to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> who do I look up to? I, I have a few role models, you know, like a few politicians here and there. More than who I look up to, I think it's just like, okay, like random professors that, you know, they're not, they may not, like people that inspired me in school, right? I don't think, I'm, not, not, not too many, as many celebrities or, you know, people like that. I think it's just people in my daily life, right? Like some professors, some businessmen, kisi dost ke mummy ya papa, jadona kabi kuch inspirational kata, I would say, right? So it's just really everyday people, I would say. Just, right. Yeah. Things. So uh, I hope this uh, first podcast with, uh, was with uh, the future first CM of Uttar Pradesh um, in your career. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for talking about, you know, all these issues and being realistic. Um, not a lot. I, normally you hear about all these fantasies, but it's uh, yeah. very, I wouldn't say impact, but it, it, you have to be pragmatic about it. And, I, and we feel like you were pragmatic in terms of these are the realities and that's how you fix it. Absolutely. Um, no, I, know, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, especially you know, you guys, like, everyone works so hard. Like, I, I just, I think it's very unfair to, to lie about these things and sort of, kisi ko sapne dikhana, you know, ki, achha nahi, har cheez theek hai, India bilkul badal raha hai. And it is changing, of course it's changing, but it's way more work than we realize, you know. And I think the least I can do, the, the absolute least I can do is be honest about what I am doing, what the situation is like. And you know where we're going from here. We have to be honest. But having said all of that, and I know that a lot of these things don't are not fun to hear, and they're not easy to talk about for me either, right? But they have to be said. But having said all of that, I still think we're headed in the right direction. I told you about these young legislators and parliamentarians, and they're all doing such a good job. So all in all, I still think it's a very heartening situation, you know. And Jai Hind, you know, I really have huge hopes for our country. And super fantastic speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing. Of course.